Hello, everyone. Good to be live. So much going on in the world today. We're going to start with a study this year out of Israel on heart issues, as well as the pandemic and big contradictions between what Israel is finding from a large look and what the CDC is finding from a large look. I'm talking a large population of people they studied. So who's lying here? Because things are completely different in these studies. We're also going to look at the latest out of uh, Uruguay in South America. So I talked about this yesterday. There's a development in the case where the judge is now halting the needle for children until he gets more information. He's handling a lawsuit that demanded transparency and it looks like those suing are winning. So we're going to bring you the latest on that, as well as new propaganda ratcheting up in regards to monkeypox. The monkeypox saga is not over yet. And how many people are going to buy into this? We're also going to update on the search for who bombed the Georgia Guidestones. What really happened there? We're going to touch on Hunter Biden. We're going to talk about major White House propaganda today. Cannot believe what the press secretary said. And then my favorite story is the final one, uh, founder of a satanic church in South Africa, discovered Jesus and abruptly left the church. He tells his story and I just love it. Let me know if you guys can hear me okay as we dive into today's rundown. Shout out to the sponsor of my coverage. As if aging wasn't enough already, a new study reveals that the older you look, the harder it'll be. For you in the dating market. That's why I highly recommend this amazing new face product. This face serum is the best at reducing dark spots, sagging skin, and crow's feet. Users report seeing smoother, firmer, younger looking skin in days. The best thing about it is that it comes with free shipping, free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, and a free e-report titled the top 10 anti-aging superfoods. Get this today, it is uh, Ageless Glow from BioTrust. I use it myself. Get it today by going to glowwithivory.com, which is linked down in my description, for 38% off plus free shipping and a 60-day money-back guarantee. My mom orders from BioTrust too, and, and she was telling me, like, gosh, they, they stuff all kinds of goodies when you order something. So it's true. You're going to get uh, all those add-ons like health and fitness coaching as well. So check it out. Good. You hear me loud and clear. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I'm going to try to handle any super chats as they come and engage more in the conversation. Thanks, everyone, for chiming in. Okay, so check this out. I've linked both of these contradicting studies in my description below. An Israeli study published in the Journal of Clinical Medicine, it is titled The Incidence of Mayo and Peri Heart Issues. I'm going to use code words on YouTube. Mayo and Peri Heart Issues in Post-Illness Unneedled Patients, a large population-based study. So they were trying to see if the new pandemic illness leads to heart issues because that's been the CDC narrative is that, oh, you know, all these heart issues we're seeing, they're not from the needle, they're from the illness. Okay, so Israel looked at its people to see if that's true. It says, a retrospective cohort study of 196,000 adults, that's a lot of people, study. They looked at 196,000 adults after they had gotten sick with the new pandemic illness in Clalit Health Services members in Israel between 
March 2020 and January 2021, inpatient myo and peri heart issue diagnoses were retrieved from day 10 after positive PCR. Follow-up was centered on the 28th of February 2021 with minimal observation of 18 days. The control cohort of 590,000 adults was at le- uh, with at least one negative PCR and no positive PCR were age and sex matched. So they, they looked at nearly 200,000 people who didn't need, did indeed catch the illness, and they looked at nearly 600,000 people who did not catch the illness and compared incidents of heart issues. And um, here's what they found. It says, uh, since the Israeli needle program uh, was initiated in December 2020, the time period matching the control cohort was calculated backwards from uh, December 2020. Nine, uh, so here's the results. Nine post-illness patients developed myo heart issues and 11 post-illness patients developed peri-heart issues. So out of those 200,000 people who caught the illness, nine of them came back with myo heart issues, 11 with peri-heart issues. In the control cohort of nearly 600,000 people, 27 patients had myo heart issues, 52 patients had peri-heart issues, So it says here their conclusion was that post-illness infection was not associated with either myo or peri. We did not observe an increased incidence of, of either peri or myo heart issues in adult patients recovering from the illness. So you know, a, a small smidgen of, of people from each group got myo and peri-heart issues, but there was no, there wasn't really a greater number of people in the control group catching heart issues than in the non-control group. Um, so they found that, that the illness does not cause heart issues. Now, you look at this, what the CDC reported last September. CDC's website also linked in my description. This, this uh, apparent, I don't know, is it propaganda? Which one is propaganda? Because they directly contradict each other. Um, CDC reporting association between the illness and myo heart issues using hospital-based administrative data, United States, March 2020 through January 2021. Key excerpt here says the CDC assessed this association using a large U.S. hospital-based administrative database of healthcare encounters from over 900 hospitals. Myo heart issue inpatient encounters were 42% higher in 2020 than in 2019. During March 2020 through January 2021, the period that coincided with the pandemic, the rise of myo heart issues was uh, 0.146% among patients diagnosed with the illness. 
during an inpatient or hospital-based outpatient encounter and 0.006% among patients who are not diagnosed with the illness. So out of all the patients in there, it, it was um, the people who did have those heart issues were primarily patients having the new illness, according to CDC. So directly contradicts the large study that Israel just came out with. So who's lying? How, how can we have such different stories? Um, I've, you know, I've been, I've been questioning a lot of what the CDC has been saying when it's, uh, uh, Rochelle Walensky comes out saying, well, okay, so the needle doesn't really, you know, allow, it, it doesn't stop infection, but it's going to stop you from dying in the hospital because our new study says so. So take the needle to reduce the severity of your symptoms at least, you know? And I was like, should we believe that? Or is that just new propaganda because their narrative is falling apart as everyone is breaking through with their, with their illnesses. Okay. So just bear those in mind, look at the two study links yourself and weigh everything out. Can we trust studies these days? How easy is it to create a fake study? I'm just wondering what the truth is. Then we're getting this new article out of the Telegraph, uh, the Telegraph.uk website. Their newspaper says excess deaths are on the rise, but not because of the pandemic. The Office for National Statistics Data leads health experts to call for urgent investigation to what is causing the excess mortality. Hundreds more people than usual are dying each week in England and Wales with the pandemic not to blame for the majority of deaths, new figures show. Interesting newspaper article out of the UK. If more people are dying and it's not the pandemic, then what are they dying of? Well, in Uruguay, I'm going to update you guys on the Uruguay story I mentioned yesterday. A judge is uh, trying to force Pfizer to be transparent about what's really going on, as well as um, national health officials. Um, and one of the things being demanded is why is there why why was there a higher death rate in 2021 than in 2020 um, in regards to the illness? There should be less deaths associated with the illness if the needle is working. Um, so yesterday, so basically a lawsuit was filed in, in Uruguay. And uh, right now I'm reading from mercopress.com. Very few news outlets are covering this, uh, but they are reporting, quote, headline, a demonstration against Pfizer needle staged in Montevideo amidst court hearing. Uh, Montevideo is the capital of Uruguay. So this, after a lawsuit was filed and a judge demanded, the lawsuit was meant to halt the administration of the needle to kids as young as five, uh, pending more information. So the judge uh, gave national health officials and Pfizer 48 hours to release that more information. Well, Wednesday, yesterday was that deadline. And yesterday is when we saw crowds come out with signs and protest. And uh, the article shows pictures 
of the crowds and says, uh, quote, a group of Uruguayan anti-needle protesters gathered Wednesday at the courthouse doorstep in support of surrogate judge Alejandro Roqueri and his decision earlier this week to request information from the health ministry and the Pfizer laboratory regarding the, the needle in response to an injunction sought by lawyer Maximiliano Dentone, the magistrate agreed that the Uruguayan government needed to disclose the details of their agreement for the purchase of the chemicals and that the manufacturer should disclose the components of the drug salt. So this lawsuit is demanding, you know, what are the actual ingredients in this? Tell us the truth. Because when you look at this liquid under, you know, with the stuff you're getting stuck in your arm, have you ever looked at it it under a microscope? Because independent journalists have, none of the mainstream media has. But that video has been distributed to the public, to those who consume independent journalism. It's on my independent journalism website, ivoryhacker.com. You'll have to scroll back through my videos I posted a while ago. Very strange particles in this new needle technology. What is floating in that liquid? And is there any nanotechnology? That's what this lawsuit seeks to find out. And the judge agreed. He said, yeah, we should have transparency on this. So we're going to halt the needle for kids until we get more information. So that's the big update today is the judge is apparently successfully halting the needle administration for kids. By the way, if you're wondering how many people have had the needle in Uruguay, it's actually 83% of their population is fully needled. 86% have had at least one dose. That's compared to the U.S. where 67% of Americans are fully needled, significantly less than Uruguay. And then 78% have had at least one dose. So actually 11% of Americans only got one dose and said, heck no, I'm not going to get the next one. And um, I just, I wonder if, if the U.S. being as developed of a nation as it is having a lower needle rate, is it because we also have a freer press? We have a free press. Um, independent journalism is just popping out everywhere during this pandemic because there's such a demand for it. And so even though the corporate media is controlled, consumers are getting more information about this needle than people in Uruguay are getting. So a lot more Americans are like, whoa, I'm not so sure I want to get in line to get this thing. But it's interesting that Uruguay has a lot higher needle rate than the U.S., yet that small percentage who are concerned or maybe maybe it, maybe enough people got the needle and were not fans of what happened in their lives after they got the needle that there's a loud voice in Uruguay calling out and saying hey we want more information on what the heck is going on with this needle so protesters took to the streets yesterday um the independent news uh there covered it um, and then I'm looking at La Prensa Latina.com. Uruguay court suspends anti-illness uh, needle for kids under 13. Published today, uh, the Uruguayan ju- uh, judiciary on Thursday suspended the needle for children under 13 after Judge Alejandro Raqueri upheld a motion 
to that effect presented by an attorney on the second day of hearings on the matter, the judge ruled that the needle must be paused for this age group, a decision that may be appealed within uh, 72 hours by the public health ministry and the president's office. Also, Merco Press covering this, a judge in Uruguay has prohibited the needle for children. Health ministry complies with the ruling. Quote, in Montevideo court, again, that's the uh, capital city there, Judge Alejandro Riccari notified his final ruling on the appeal for protection filed to stop the needle in minors under 13 years of age in Uruguay. As reported by local media, the magistrate ordered a provisional suspension of the needle in spite of the evidence presented in favor by the Ministry of Public Health. So the Ministry of Health there in Uruguay tried to argue the needle was fine for kids as young as five, showing evidence, but the judge said, no, 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 we're going to stop it until you give the full details, Give us, show us your contracts. He also wants their contract with Pfizer to be revealed. So that'll be really interesting as we wait to get more information on that. Speaking of the needle in Canada, it's just been reported, CBS News reporting, Canada is going to have to throw out 13.6 million doses of its Zeneca needle because the citizens didn't want to take it. Canada actually, you know, these, these uh, governments are, we're, we're learning how in bed with these pharmaceutical companies, the governments of the world are, and whether the Canadians wanted it or not, the government went, a, went ahead, grad, grabbed Canadian taxpayer dollars, or maybe just printed some extra money like they do in the U.S., and fed it into the pockets of the Zeneca Needle Company. Um, they ordered 20 million doses of the needle in 2020, right away as soon as it came out. But only 2.3 million Canadians lined up to get that needle. So they were left with millions of excess needles. They couldn't even send it to other countries. There wasn't even enough demand in impoverished countries. Nobody wanted this needle. So they're literally throwing away 13.6 million doses of it. What a waste of Canadian money. No, rep, no, you know, taxation without representation, as far as I can see. The, the Canadians did not vote on, you know, please spend our money on this many bajillion dollars worth of pharmaceuticals. The government just went and did it. It's happening in Canada and it's happening in the U.S. And I know here in the U.S. we're getting pretty sick of it because we're seeing all that those printed U.S. dollars, you know, the excess dollars printed by the Fed. It is causing inflation. Everything is more expensive in the U.S. right now, not to mention the, the energy situation where Biden shut down our ability to um, have our own source of energy here in the U.S. So all of that together is screwing, screwing up our pocketbooks big time. And um, we're making lots, less money and we're struggling more and we have higher bills. And um, the Fed's like, well, we're not sure why this is. Maybe if we raise interest rates, we can fix it, which raising interest rates hurts us even more. The Fed knows exactly why this is happening. Stop printing money. Anyways, regardless, the propaganda out of the White House is more blatant than ever before 
I don't know if you saw what Biden's new press secretary said today. She literally said, quote, we are stronger economically than we have been in history. Does anyone believe that? I think the propaganda out of the White House is getting so bad at this point that regardless of your political views, people are waking up now. Like that propaganda is smacking people in the head and saying, maybe we can't trust our government officials. Here's what she said. And when we look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. When you look at the unemployment numbers at 3.6 percent, uh, when you look at the jobs numbers, uh, more than 8.7 million of of new jobs created. Yeah, and one of the reporters, it sounded like Peter Ducey again, um, asked her, you know basically call that out and said, no, like Americans are, their pocketbooks are hurting. We don't buy this strong economy BS. So what do you say to these Americans who are struggling economically? And that's when she played the blame game and blamed Putin and Russia, which as soon as that war started February 24th of this year between Russia and Ukraine, I just got sick to my stomach because I knew Biden had a big old smile because I knew he found his scapegoat. He was going to blame all of his screw-ups on Putin and that war. And sure enough, it, it played out exactly as I suspected. Um, and uh, the economy was already tanking prior to that. And then he conveniently starts to blame Russia, which is absolute propaganda. So get this, um, speaking of propaganda... Uh, it is ratcheting up in regards to monkeypox. We thought, um, you know, we thought we were in the clear about monkeypox. We co- I covered it on my show. The fact that it does not spread easily. Monkeypox does not spread easily, and there and there have been concerns about it in years past, and it never went anywhere. Um, it's not very contagious. The Washington Post today is saying, let's call monkeypox what it is—a pandemic. At the same time. Um, the World Health Organization put out this fancy propaganda video saying um, that we're in a bad position. Monkeypox is ratcheting up. Here's um, the World Health Organization director talking on that today. I continue to be concerned by the scale and spread of the virus across the world. There has now been more than 6,000 cases recorded in 58 countries. Testing remains a challenge, and it's highly probable that there are a significant number of cases not being picked up. Europe is the current epicenter of the outbreak, recording more than 80% of cases globally. In Africa, cases are appearing in countries not previously affected, and record numbers are being recorded in places which have previous experience with monkeypox. My teams are following the data closely. I plan to reconvene the emergency committee so they are updated on the current epidemiology and evolution of the outbreak and implementation of countermeasures. I will bring them together during the week of 18th July or sooner if needed. WHO is working with countries and vaccine manufacturers to coordinate the sharing of vaccine which are currently scarce and need to be accessible to the most at-risk people with civil society and LGBTIQ plus community, especially to break the stigma around the virus 
and spread information so people can protect themselves. World Health Org, brought to you by World Health Org. Um, so you guys aren't, my viewers aren't buying it, huh? 6,000 cases out of billions of people, not that bad. And someone's calling it the monkey bucks, or some people call it the money pox. <laughs> Did you notice he said the needles are scarce? Needles for this uh, illness are scarce, you know. That's how, that's how they marketed the first, you know, the 2020 pandemic needles. They're like, ooh, it's, it's going to be a slow rollout. They're going to be hard to find, hard to come by. So sign up, you know, get registered to get that needle. And it worked. Like people got all frantic and a tizzy for it. Like, I want to be one of the few to get that needle to save myself. So he's mentioning that the monkeypox needles are also scarce and we got to, we got to get them to the right people. But, you know, we've, uh, unless, unless they've, you know, manufactured some new strain of this uh, pox that spreads more easily. Um, it does. I, I really don't think we have to be concerned about this because we've previously covered how basically it, it's, you have to have like direct skin contact with like someone's open sore to have, you know, to catch monkey pox. Basically you have to like get the actual residue from their open sore to get it. You know, it's not like it floats through the air like, you know, some uh, like apparently the pandemic illness floated through the air. So what's going on here? They're um, they're pushing this propaganda and it I guess it's probably going to depend on how many people believe it. But monkeypox um, from the pictures we've seen, it's very um, it's a very visible illness we we've seen the basically these all these big sores on people's arms and things although sometimes it's only sometimes it's in uh parts that are covered by your clothing um but it is you know it's kind of like the chicken pox where it's these welts on your body so if someone has it you know it may be quite visible to see. Anyway, Washington Post um, publishing this opinion piece from an epidemiologist and co-founder of World Health Network, Eric Fagel-Ding. He says, quote, it is time for the global public health community to recognize a growing reality. Monkeypox is now a pandemic. And unless we declare an emergency and act quickly to combat it, we risk repeating the same mistakes we made with the illness battle of 2020 no longer contained to a single continent or, or found only among travelers. The monkeypox illness is undergoing community transmission in dozens of countries worldwide and spreading unchecked at an alarming rate. This is especially dangerous for the immunocompromised pregnant women and young children. They all have a hospitalization and death rate from this illness that is much higher than that of healthy adults. I do recall when I covered this earlier that out of the, uh, the people who do catch monkeypox, the death rate is pretty freaking high. Actually. I think, um, I forget what it was. I think it was up to 10% in some areas, but that was mainly areas that did not have modern medicine. Um, because this was, uh, an illness that really kind of attacked poor African nations historically. Now, WHO director saying it's 
attacking Europe right now. And as previously covered, it was attacking the gay community in it. So some people are wondering, is this just an STD? Because it's being spread amongst gay men who have sex with each other, according to mainstream media reports. So we shall see. We just, I don't know if you saw the uh, exclusive uh, interview. I should have had that interview ready with the, the first monkeypox victim to come forward and speak about his symptoms. And he was saying he wasn't mm-hmm. sure which of the handful of men he had had sex with in the previous days that he caught it from because he had been having sex with all these different guys. And so he wasn't sure. So, you know, is that what it takes to catch monkeypox? If so, I think most most people are in the clear. And most people are well aware it's pretty risky. You could catch a myriad of health issues from having sex with a bunch of people like that. So that was interesting. Um, in, uh, in other news, those Georgia guide, uh, Georgia guidestones update. They are looking for the bad guys, the bad guys who blew them up. Georgia, the, this is the independent reporting. Georgia guidestones explosion hunt for American Stonehenge attackers as conspiracists blame lightning. The hunt is still on in Georgia for the suspects who authorities say damaged the mysterious Guidestones monument in an explosion, which some online conspiracy theorists have called an act of God. The Georgia Bureau of Investigations told reporters that preliminary information suggests someone used an explosive device to damage the pillars on Wednesday morning. So what do you guys think really happened with this? I, d- I definitely don't think it was lightning. I don't know if you guys saw the surveillance video on this, but these uh, guide stones were definitely, definitely appear to be detonated with some sort of explosive. My friend Luke, we are change published this uh, video from uh, the state of Georgia Bureau of investigation surveillance video showing when that explosion happened, here's the beginning. Boom. Yeah, that, that, I don't know about lightning there, you guys. That's pretty intense. But a lot of people celebrating this. It's incredibly creepy what the, uh, what was written on those guidestones. And, um, you know, we wonder who, who erected, nobody knows who erected these guidestones back, um, in about 1980. They randomly appear in Georgia. Someone spent a lot of money to build these apparently granite giant stones with like 10 commandments on them, but ultra creepy commandments. Um, and they are calling for population control. So one of the, one of the top commandments on these stones called for keeping the world population at 500 million. So that means, you know, to do that, you'd have to kill off a whole lot of people. And then it also called for, um, carefully regulating, um, you know, who, who gets to procreate, you have to be, you have to be fit and diverse in order to procreate. And so it was really creepy. It was like, well, who's going to be in charge of, of controlling humanity like that? Nobody should be in charge of that. So, you know, we should have freedom to live if we want to live and procreate if we want to procreate. So I thought those guidestones were horrific. And, um, you know, a lot of people are celebrating the destruction of those stones, which, you know, reminds uh, us of these, you know, Confederate statues that were taken down. Um, you know, a lot of right-wing people didn't like 
the destruction of those statues, but they're celebrating the destruction of the Georgia Guidestones, which nobody's claiming ownership of the Georgia Guidestones. We don't even know who owns those, right? So if you, if you tear them down, you know, they weren't supposed to be there to begin with, you know. So, you know, did the owner of that plot of land give permission for those Guidestones to be built? They were just built. So if you tear them down, is anyone in trouble? But, um, you know, I, I do not agree with the message of the Guidestones, nor do I agree with the message of the Confederate statues. And honestly, in regards to Confederate statues, you know, because the, they were symbols of slavery. As a Yankee myself, I see those statues as symbol, symbols of people who hated America so much. They didn't want to be American. They wanted to be Confederates. And they wanted to be Confederates to preserve slavery. And that was pretty freaking gross to me. So when the Americans won the Civil War and those, you know, the Confederates had to stay American, I think the winners of the war who de defeated the pro-slavery pro haters of America, the Americans should have torn down those Confederate statues way back then in the 1800s. It's just fascinating to me that Confederate statues lasted as long as they did. As the Yankee winners, Yankee winners declaring their victory should have gone around and destroyed every Confederate statue when it happened. So I'm for the destruction of, of all those creepy statues. Um, speaking of, speaking of creepy things, I know everyone's talking about Hunter Biden right now. I don't know if you saw this latest video, but why does Hunter sit here? Do you see this video? Why does Hunter sit here and film himself, film himself lighting up crack pipes naked? Why does this guy, do you see this? He's literally in some rehab facility listening to meditation music naked. He wants to film himself naked and then light up crack pipes and drink alcohol. There he is opening a white cloth. I'm just wondering why does this man do this? And I guess the word is that his dad paid like $75,000. Joe Biden paid like $75,000 to, to fund, um, Hunter Biden's recovery, but I don't know. Uh, this focus on his his drug addiction and his naked photos is um, distraction, and I think the media should focus more on his his business dealings with Ukraine, with biolabs, with trafficking money, and the leadership in Ukraine, um, but not you know not as much attention is focused on that. But the mainstream media is, um, is focusing on this creepy new video of Hunter Biden now, which I don't think impacts a lot of Biden voters or leftists because they say, okay, yeah, you know, every family has that one relative who's all screwed up, you know, what does that have to do with we, the people? So that's my take on Hunter Biden. I don't, I think you know, sitting there and laughing at his um, addictions is not going to root out corruption in our country. Okay, 
So let me get to my favorite story that I've been craving some positive news. You know, the news gets so freaking heavy sometimes. So the founder of a Satanist church in South Africa uh, abruptly ditched the church. He says he found Jesus for the first time. And I just loved hearing his story, actually. So let's hear what he had to say. And in this interview, I said, I don't believe that Jesus Christ exists. And after the interview, this lady came to me and she hugged me and she held me in a way that I've never been loved. I saw this woman is a Christian. I've never had, I've never experienced a Christian showing that much love and acceptance unconditionally. After that interview, I had a meeting with council members at that at the church and they said, okay, great, now we've done all these interviews and people know and it's growing, Satanism is growing and believe me people it is. And I had to do a ritual by myself to see how do I get more, more power, more influence. And I did this ritual and I opened myself up and Jesus appeared and I was extremely cocky and I said, if you are Jesus, you need to prove it. And he flooded me with the most beautiful love and energy. And I recognized it immediately because that woman at the radio station showed it to me. That's how I recognized the love of Christ immediately because four people showed it to me and I didn't understand it at the time. I couldn't understand because, like I said, I didn't believe. Even when I was in Christian ministry almost 20 years ago, I never knew it until a month or two ago. The love of Christ is unconditional. When you experience it, it is something different. I have for a long time believed that I am not worthy of God's grace. Let me tell you something today. The kingdom of God is not a gated community. The kingdom of God is open to everybody. It's my prayer that you will, you will feel the love. I, I pray that the peace of, of Christ will be with you. I love that so much. Ooh, a loud ad just started playing. I love that so much. He found the love. He finally felt the love that he had never felt before. Um, so the news is covering this. Um, Satanist church wishes co-founder success after he finds Jesus. Uh, in Durban, the South African Satanic Church has wished co-founder Ryan Swigelar well on his future endeavors. Swigelar recently announced his resignation from the organization on June 29th. In a short media statement, it confirmed Swigelar re- re- his resignation as the presiding reverend of the SASC a month earlier. Quote, Ryan Zwiggler resigned from his position as the presiding reverend of the South African Satanic Church on May 30th. He also stepped down from our church council as well as dissolved his membership with the organization. He, they said he had to sign a non-disclosure agreement to step down. But I just, um, I just love, you know, the love he conveyed that he actually was able to feel love for the first time. I found him on Facebook, Ryan Zwiggler. There he is. If you want to follow him directly, I see he just posted an update here responding to negativity 
the ABC about how to deal with bullies. Love them. Also, don't follow me or other people. Please follow Christ. Posted that today. Um, I just love that, you guys. So here he was, a satanic minister preaching Satan. He said that's actually a real growing movement. Um, and a radio station had him on to interview him. Uh, and he said on the radio that he didn't think that Jesus Christ was real. So this Christian lady who worked at the radio station pulled him aside afterwards and just hugged him and shared love with him. And her real aura of love actually was able to penetrate into his aura. And he felt that warm, beautiful love for the first time. And I think that, you know, a lot of people who call themselves Christian need to be more like that lady. Um, Because someone is satanic, you don't, you don't turn on them and hate them. You love them like she did. And that's what Jesus said in the Bible is actually is a new commandment I give unto you that you love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have loved one for another. So it is by the love that you will know a Christian, period. And I just thought that was so beautiful. So this man is just proceeding with love now. I think we all need to do that and stop turning on each other in this divided world. It is good to see some positive news, isn't it? I hate covering so much negative news. So I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And we'll see you guys tomorrow for Truth Bombs. Lauren's coming back on the show. So tune in. See you then.